Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. To another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here, your host of the hashtag Miranda Show. Yay! Uh, I was Kermit the Frog. I am being joined by my co-host. He is the producer of the Hashtag Miranda Show. The king of shit takes the unstoppable one. And if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter. The one, the only, well, one and only, at least on this show, Greg DeMarco. You just made the list. So I noticed something during your intro of yourself. You you go through the, the copious nicknames, and then you say, and most importantly, whatever, the queen of soft style, which would signify it's the last nickname. Then you say, million dollar Miranda Morales. You sneak in well, an extra nickname I do, after I do. Well, the I and think nickname. That's Because that's the alliteration talent. doesn't work. Without, you know... Well, yeah, you can't just say million dollar. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Million dollar is just part of my name now, you know? It is, it, it is. It's just, it's just, it is. If you haven't, especially, <laughs> check out my... Sorry, there you go. Check out my Insta. I yeah. literally just posted some never-before-seen pictures of my million-dollar man cosplay from Phoenix Fan Fusion earlier this summer, um, which is fire. Uh, I made the whole thing myself. So, again, very proud of it. I am not a crafty person. Um, you know. To be fair, you were you were called Million Dollar Miranda Morales before that happened. I was called that before, but I had always felt it inside. <laughs> like, I just... I was just finally, and granted, I was, this nickname came about from a non-wrestling person, which is kind of a surprise. This was back in my day when I was uh, uh, a a ringside interviewer, post-fight interviewer uh, for Muay Thai and Mixed Martial Arts from Rage in the Cage, which was a short-lived endeavor that I participated in over the past-ish year. Um, Uh... Ryan, the ring announcer, coined that to me, and you know I love alliteration, and it just stuck with me. So um, I, I just 
Loved that. But then also I did a cosplay as the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and it was fire. So those two things together, just like I felt it, I knew it, I did it, and I'm living it. As you should. Yes. As you yeah. should. There, there's nothing, no wrong in anything that you have said about this. No, no. But I think we are kind of sidestepping the big news. If anyone has seen my Instagram, I, I've now told you to go on it to see my most recent post. But there's a post right before that that is actually going to be kind of a, a inspiration for today's show. Um, so if you have not seen it, I'm going to give you a second. Go to the hashtag Miranda on Instagram. Uh, follow me there and you will see, I'll give you, you know, five second countdown. The big news, if you've checked my social media, is that I, you, me, Miranda Morales, uh, am with child. Yes. I am knocked up. I am pregnant. I, however you want to call it. Which um, means come to, come February, it's going to be time for Miranda to dance and deliver. Oh, oh, deliver is something else. Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I have uh, due in February with a baby boy. Uh, so that's also part of the reason why I've been kind of out of the podcasting realm for a chunk of this summer. Uh, I am now in my second trimester. The first trimester has been rough to say yep. the least. Still lingering effects of nausea all day. I wouldn't even call it morning sickness because it's all day sickness, fatigue, all the fun parts that they say is the miracle of life. Say children are a blessing. We will see come February how true this <laughs> could is. You, could you name the kid Dave? Dave? It's me, Dave. <laughs> this is such uh, good shit. Oh my goodness. This is just No, amazing. actually my nephew, his name is David. Uh, we call him Davey, so that name's already Dave? taken. It's me, Dave. That's okay. Yeah. You can always you can always cop the name. Yes. <laughs> um but but yes, so that that is the big You actually you know what? You know what? You don't need to name the kid. It doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what your name is. I know, I thought it was that, that's the other soundbite that I don't have. I, I have yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. what you think. It, this to to my defense, the soundbite is labeled it doesn't matter. So I thought it was oh, the other God. thing. You know, one of the first things a lot of people have said or asked about, you know, having a, especially a baby boy is, oh, you're going to have a little wrestler. And yeah. that is of course gonna very much left up to, you know, the fates. Uh, you know, my, my husband, Don Vitale, has been, you know, a longtime wrestler owns and operates the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center, um, you know, still still wrestles a bit um, in Arizona and, and about. And so uh, it definitely you could think that that would happen. But uh, there's also the other part of us that thinks, you know, naturally our child will not be interested in wrestling. We'll think this is stupid and right. <laughs> will not want to have anything to do with it. I have no idea. Um, but it's kind of like anything with your parents. You could see what they do. Some kids are enthralled by it. Right. Others are going to be like, I have no interest in it. 
So I think it's gonna be fifty fifty. It depends on like like a, a couple of CrossFit had a kid a few months ago. And that kid is in that CrossFit gym almost every day. Like people are playing with him. He's grabbing on the ring, stuff like that. Like this kid's going to be a CrossFitter. If this kid is like playing around in the ring as a toddler and stuff like that, then yeah, he's probably going to grow up to want to do it. If he's kept away from it, then he might end up thinking it's stupid. So you all do have some say, at least you have the ability to potentially set things up. So, well, and we're kind of 50 50 because I'm of the sense of like, as a toddler, yeah, put him in the ring. Dom, on the other hand, not so much. Dom is is not super keen on our toddler learning wrestling moves. He would much rather. Well, you got to earn that shit, Miranda. You you can't just show up. That's true. That's true. He and our son will. You need to do Hindu squats for at least nine months. You know this. (laughs) Especially with Dom, everything has to be earned. So. That will will happen. However, too, um, another one of Dom's passions is baseball. So he, I think, would much rather our son show an interest and start off in baseball than, you know, than wrestling. And if wrestling becomes a thing later on, possibly. So, again, we'll, we'll see where his interests lie as he's growing up. Of course, he'll be surrounded by it, not only yes. just, you know, by, again, your analogy with the CrossFit gym, you know, um, the wrestling school, but what we watch at home, what we have around, all of that. Um, and and I do love seeing wrestling through children's eyes. Like, it is the purest form when children see wrestling because they see it for what it's meant to be. They see it for being magical and action-packed and you know, all the things that we tend to love about it, but as adults, we get so jaded on. Right. And so I'm super excited about that part. But again, you know, kids are kids and they have their own interests. And, you know, what you may like or what you would want them to be into, they may not. And True. that's totally fine. Um, you know. Well, when we, that changes too, like my son loved wrestling when he was little. Now he yeah. can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> that too that too i i will say you know the two routes for this kid will either to you know maybe uh get get signed to the wwe or to the yankees which one will is probable of happening i'm not sure or you know he might end up with like a normal job he might be a doctor or or a lawyer yeah he he wants to be an accountant fine um but i guess the the training of his youth will revolve around baseball or possible wrestling who knows we'll see who knows that's the that's the joy of it all that's the beauty of it again that's that whole miracle of life we've been telling me about you are in for i i haven't been able to um really enjoy it because i've been vomiting um for the past (laughs) three months but you know so they sounds amazing doesn't it everybody so fun you guys this is the funnest thing (laughs) you guys should all try it oh my god you Um, guys this is the best this is the best. This Yesterday is the best. I threw up but, 32 times. You have no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a miracle. Um, but the, well, the reason to why I talk about, you know, this being tonight's inspiration is that for tonight's topic and celebration of my pregnancy, we are going to be talking about the biggest babies in pro wrestling and not, you know, actual children. No. We're going to be talking about, well, cry babies. 
uh, because what else do babies do but cry? And um, also one of the things I'm really looking forward to, especially in the early months, is not being able to sleep ever again because <laughs> my son is crying. That's a thing. Um, that's a thing. Oh, man. That's, yeah. <sighs> Schedules so, are fun. Yeah. It's just taking me back. I mean, I'm, you know, spoiled right now. Yeah, your children are, yeah, are much, much older. And, so yeah. uh, that I'll be looking forward to, to that part. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I will have the, the just the baby for a long, you know, where they're just going to cry at all hours of the day and need me all the time. Sure is. I mean, there's not even a mite. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. I I can't even, like, play as if it wasn't. Like, that's just going to be a thing because that's just how it works. That's just life. I'd say 99.99% of all babies do that. So I'm sure there are some where parents are like, well, we could never did that. And we're all like, fuck you. Um, Yeah. Because that, you know, for the rest of us, it was hell hell on earth at that point. Uh So, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about wrestling's biggest crybabies. And, of course, because this podcast is on the Internet and the Internet loves to talk about crybabies, well, we might as well lean into that as as well. Absolutely. That is going to be our main topic for tonight. We are going to get into that in just a moment. But before we do that, this coming Saturday, August 26th, at the Battleground in Tempe, Arizona, IZW presents the King of Arizona Tournament. A first time and a series of first time ever matches for this tournament, which is big. Um, Six men are going to compete um, and have the opportunity to advance to the finals to crown a new King of Arizona. Someone who will represent the state of Arizona, who will hold this figurative crown. Because there's not going to be an actual crown. Um, there could be. There's not. But. There could be. You know, but but the title uh, of King of Arizona, and that's going to be happening this Saturday. Three big matchups, uh, which include Doug Nificent versus Jacob Austin Young, EJ Sparks versus Judiz, and DeShade versus Main Event Daniels. The winners of these matches will advance to the finals in a three-way, and then that wrestler who wins the match of the finals, wins that three-way, will become the King of Arizona. Now, Greg, uh, again, these are all first-time matchups as well. Um, Was that something that was intentional or just something that kind of just came about? in uh, selecting uh, the competitors for this tournament. I would love to tell you that was intentional, but I would be lying. It was not intentional. The pairings were, you know, as you build an event, you want to build the best pairings possible and, and obviously book towards things in the future. We did know, I mean, you have all three members of the regulators involved in the tournament. And so we did know that we wanted to split them up and have them in separate qualifying matches to see if, if there's a chance of getting all three regulators in the finale, but we did that. And then we paired them off from there and, and that's how it worked out. And everyone in those matches is very excited and, and they've had interactions, especially main event Daniels and the shade in the feud between 
the regulators and final destination. But um, besides that, no, I, I do believe many years ago when, when Thugnificent was but a young trainee, he actually refereed a match that Jacob Austin Young wrestled in. That was, oh. that's a thing, but none of these matches, none of these one-on-one matches have taken place. I found out about one and well, I found out about two that were first time ever. I didn't know about the third. And then as, as they were posts about it, then, then one of the wrestlers actually shared the graphic of his first round match and was like, and just happened to put first time ever on it. And I was just like, really? So all of these matches are first time ever. So not the way it was planned. Happy little accident, but a very, very happy, happy little accident. And with that, these are all going to be amazing matches, all slightly different as well. So I think that just really adds to um, the intrigue of this tournament. And there's pride on the line. There's bragging rights rights on the line. Um, you know, there there's, even though there may not be, not a figurative crown or title, um, to be able to call yourself truly the best in Arizona is, um, you know, such something that I think this tournament is set out to, to prove. Um, so make sure that you are there, um, at Battlegrounds in Tempe, Arizona this Saturday, August 26th. You can still get your tickets at IZW Ticks, which is IZWTIX.com. Uh, the VIP bell will start or will, will ring at 6 p.m. General admission bell at 7. So make sure to get your tickets now, uh, especially before it sells out. Um, it's a different configuration of a venue. So tickets are limited. So make sure to get your tickets as soon as you can before they run out. Of course, too. We have two big championship matches happening as well. Bryn Thorne is going to be defending the IZW World Women's Championship against Maserati. And Charles Cassius is going to be defending the IZW uh, Heavyweight uh, World Heavyweight Championship against Project West. Right now, Project West. He reminds me of another guy. You know, kind of beastie guy. That's he why he does. We, he does yes, remind people. Yes, he reminds me of, I, of somebody else. It's but, uncanny. It uh, is. Yes, uncanny. Uh, but yes, he is going to be facing Project West. So um, that and others that are going to be happening. Um, other matches are going to be happening that night. But really, the headliner is the King of Arizona tournament um, that's going to be happening. So get your tickets again, IZWTicks.com. You can also follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. That way, too, you get information on talent announcements, events, uh, ticket information, all of that goes down on social media. You have to, have to, have to follow IZW on social media. It is a must. You definitely won't regret it because you're going to get a lot of great information, uh, you know, latest news, um, and even some surprises. So make sure you follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media and get your tickets for King of Arizona at IZWTick.com. Greg, any final words to our listeners about the King of Arizona event happening, about IZW that you want to leave our listeners with tonight? Yes, we are are holding a tournament in in our typical style to crown a new King of Arizona. We have our championship matches. We have a six-man tag team showcase match. 
The only thing I will say is that while while we're doing something a little bit different in, in crowning a king of Arizona, just know that this is still an IZW wrestling event. We are going to we are going to put on the show. I promise you that it will still be the roller coaster ride that you've come to expect. It's not just going to be go out there, have some matches, crown a king, and go home. This is our event. This is what we do. And and despite the theme, this will be everything that you've know and, and and come to love. If you didn't come to love it, you probably stopped going a long time ago. About IZW events will still take place on this night, and and I'm excited. It's you know we haven't had one of these since April, so the opportunity to come back and do this yeah. is is a very exciting thing, and it will be a fun time had by everyone. So come out, enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Go to IZWTIC, IZWTIX.com to get your tickets today. And while you're at it, if you're looking for another way to support IZW and TheChairShot.com, well, I got a place for you. Greg, go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. Yes, when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find an abundance, abundance of t-shirts in support of Impact Zone Wrestling and course thechairshot.com you can customize your t-shirts meaning you can get them in various colors and various designs all starting at $20 so you can get your t-shirts at an affordable price but if you want to spend a few extra dollars well you can order any t-shirt in soft style so you can be comfortable and look stylish while attending your favorite independent wrestling show like IZW or just hanging around at the house going to the gym going to run groceries having time with your family hell maybe even when I deliver I'll be wearing a chair shot t-shirt who knows we'll just can, can I make can I can I make Dance and deliver like just for you yes yes please. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be a thing. I didn't even think of that being a thing until you brought it up and I played the soundbite, but this soundbite has just gained a whole new life. We, thanks to pending, ba- baby yes. Morales. Trade, trade pending, yes. and deliver. You may not get your t-shirts in time for uh, the King of Arizona no. tournament, but hey, you could still order your IZW t-shirts for future shows. And of course, if you can't come to the King of Arizona tournament, it's a great way to support IZW wrestling as long along with thechairshot.com by ordering t-shirts like Everybody Hates Greg and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, yours truly. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt today. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. So, 
Tonight's topic is our list of professional wrestling's biggest. You just made the list. So I don't think we've done this format in a long time. I think we've done this once or twice before. We did this in like October. We did like Halloween movies when you stole the list as Patrick got super mad. So with that, Greg, uh, go ahead and explain the format of the list. <laughs> Dean fucking Ambrose. Acknowledge me. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. So that's what we normally play for the list. So the list is very simple. First of all, I must make it very clear. as It's common knowledge on the Greg DeMarco show, but maybe not here. This is not designed to be a top six list. We are just simply making the list. And, and and if we made this list tomorrow, it might change. If we come back in six months and make this list again, it might change. But here's how it works. Miranda introduced the topic of what we have on the list. She's the one having the baby. So when, when it's her list, so I go first. I put someone on the list, then she goes second, puts someone on the list, and we go down from there until we get our six. At that point, we might share some some honorable mentions and and whatnot. Take a commercial, then we'll come back and and we will then Miranda will go first and we will take turns putting these things in order from one down to six. Then we'll have our list. We'll have our list in order, and we can say congratulations to all of you crybabies. You just made the list, and that's how the list works. But just remember, this is our list. So if you're listening, which I would assume you are. And and you don't like the list, then I'm 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 not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. As as, as it's our list. Miranda would say. Yeah. It's really funny when I when was... someone is on Skype on their phone, on a call with you, and then is doing things on their phone as you're just seeing fingers moving the whole time. It's, it's quite hilarious. I'm trying to get my notes and things ready. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I'm trying to simulate by by, by putting my finger in front yeah. of the thing. Yeah, but, I was getting rid of one set of you know. Notes, things, moving on to the next. That's it may definitely. not appear this way, but we actually prepare for these things. Yes, we just do. Saying. Like we in our own way. Prepare. I was also just going to say Some of the baddest uterus, motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. You were going to say what? My uterus, my choice. I mean, that's true as well. Yeah. That's you know, also- I don't think you need to say that here. I don't think it's being threatened in any way. But yeah. No, but just also I get to do what I want. I mean, okay, but 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 let's be honest. Wasn't that the case always? <laughs> Pretty much, like still, yes. And I just added that extra. Like that's just an extra realm now. Right. That now everyone knows. It used to just be like because I'm Miranda. Now it's because I'm having a baby. Soon it's going to be because I'm a mom. And yeah. and you know because we are are the biggest losers in the world. Eventually it'll be like, because my kid left me and went to college and we're still doing a fucking podcast every Tuesday night. Like this is what's going to happen. This is our lives. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is our lives. This is just, this is just what it is. Like for every new title that I get, I get to say, because I said, it's, it's, you got to realize too, when, when, when baby Morales goes off to college in, in 18 and a half, 19 years from now, the the first 23 minutes of the show is just going to be Miranda listing her nicknames. And then we'll yes. go to commercial and come back and have the show. And come back still, yes. Yes. At that point, it's a, it's a long time between now and then, but the more nicknames will come. Just, so. just, just forecasting the future. That's all. Now, it's not a prediction. Wanna... It's a spoiler. Yes. 
I do want to add some parameters to kind of define what we're utilizing as crybaby in this scenario. So what are we defining crybaby? Are we shooting or are we working here? Oh, I think these are shooting babies. Yeah. (laughs) I think these are, these are shoot babies. These are not working babies. (laughs) We're not shooting babies. Uh, no, no, no. These are shooting babies. We are not shooting no babies. Shoot. We don't want to get your journey into motherhood off to the wrong start. Like we do not yeah, want yeah. that whatsoever. I like, already get CPS being called on me. Arizona wrestling already has enough of issues and children and, and, and whatnot. Uh, we don't need to to make that worse with an actual child who is coming into yes. the world and needs to come into yeah. the world in the best so way possible. This is a shoot list of, of crybabies. Correct. These are these are not not crybaby uh, cry characters. Correct. Yes. Yes. Which Although be its own list. At some I point. did actually almost put a crybaby character on the list, but did not. So yes. I think the parameters are important, so people know where we're coming from. They are. I will be honest with you, as as a person who does these lists on a near weekly basis, going back to you know last September, October, whenever Patrick and I started, you do get a little more loosey goosey with the definitions of the list, just because for the hell of it. But I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in a good we're spot. Okay. Done. All right. And deliver. So per the rules of the list, because this is my list idea. Greg will actually start the list and then we will go back and forth. We will exchange uh, one by one until we have each listed our three yes. crybabies. So occasionally, Greg, Gregory, occasionally when no, you, you just busted that one out, didn't you? Um, occasionally when Patrick and I do a list and he goes first, I'm like, well, there goes such and such option because Patrick's yeah. going to take it. And then he won't. Like like last week we did the list of of segments in wrestling, and I was like, "Well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Like that's just not going to be available because that's the number one all time segment." And he went with Ted DiBiase and the kid with the basketball. So I get then got to be like, "Well, you you left it there for me, so I'm going Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window." Miranda Morales, I regret to inform you that is not going to happen here today. As I have the biggest crybaby in the history of professional wrestling to put at number one on the list. This this person has cried his way in and out of the business on more than one occasion. And that, of course, is none other than, than Patrick O'Dowd's beloved Phil CM Punk. Chick Magnet Phil. Yes, Chick Magnet. Charles Montgomery Punk, as he was going to be called in the Spirit Squad, is... My first addition to the list of crybabies. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hard one to argue. I think so. I'm sure some people are like, uh, 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 but uh, shut up. No, he is a crybaby. Talent, whatever, promo ability, sure, all of those things. He is a crybaby. Yeah, it's hard to. Hard to uh, argue Ain't against it, that, especially if you, if the, <laughs> well, granted, if, if, if you are a AEW loyalist and look at what he's doing, but even then it's divided the AEW fan base, which is, you know, something that I, I think did not expect to have someone do. Um, but I think even loyal AEW, AEW fans are, are 
torn between. Are they? You know, punk. Uh, they're definitely I torn. Think, I they're think definitely torn. I, you know, I think there is. Uh, between them, you know, him and, you know, the Bucks or the however you want to phrase kind of the other side of it. I, I mean, agree literally, you. you had to have two two shows. Like it is literally torn. I, sadly, sadly. So CM Punk is number one, not not number one. The first entry to the list. The first, the first entry. Now we get yours. Yes. Well, I would say that this person walked so that CM Punk could run, and the first entrant on my list is the Ultimate Warrior, uh, the OG crybaby. Uh, of professional wrestling, someone who left a very bitter taste in, you know, well, vice versa. I think wrestling left a bitter taste in his mouth. Uh, you know, he left a better taste in wrestling's mouth. And for many, many years, up until, you know, his unfortunate death, um, there was a, a big riff and division, uh, with the ultimate warrior, but someone who had one of the biggest rises in all of professional wrestling's, you know, time frame had one of the most biggest and dramatic downfalls and was public for many, many Very years much. on his disdain for wrestling and those involved. And, um, I think it's kind of like the OG crybaby. Uh, there's probably others and, and I'm sure there are others that came before him too, but he, we often joke on this program and others about, you know, the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling, the special that will be on Peacock or whatever iteration the WWE network is come that time frame. He was the original meteoric mm-hmm. rise and inevitable fall documentary that the company did for a very good or a myriad of very good reasons. So I do believe he is, is, is a proper and probably necessary name on the list yeah okay maybe not the original but definitely i'm sure there are people out here being like in 1974 you know bob Backlund did whatever like who knows but i am gonna go somewhere in between the two that we have listed because years ago wcw went under and was purchased by wwe and when it was purchased by wwe the big names didn't initially come over. It was a lot of mid-carters and really left kind of a stinker of an invasion angle where we had to have people from the WWE turncoat so that the other side was populated. We had to involve ECW in it. Like, there's a lot we had to do. But eventually, some of the bigger stars made their way over into WWE, including the NWO. And when the NWO showed up and you had Hall and Nash, they went from being able to do whatever the hell they wanted in WCW and and book like absolute world-beating maniacs to unfortunately having to stand in, on the stage while being berated by The Rock. And after being berated for probably a good 7 to 12 minutes by The Rock, Kevin Nash proceeded to go backstage and be like, but but I would normally beat him up after this. Like, I can't just, my character would never stand there and take it. Now, you know, there's nothing I hate more than a wrestler telling me, well, I would never do that. Well, well, it's not real, but it's, it's, it's scripted. But Kevin Nash, even though he, he's done a lot of great things, after hearing of that and hearing that over and over again, I've always, every time I see or hear something he says, I think, well, yeah, but you're also a crybaby because you didn't like doing a promo with The Rock. So mm-hmm. I have to put 
Senior Nash as my second addition to the list. Yes. And I think you bring up a good, an interesting point because I think there's some, some wrestlers that are deemed crybabies for one big instance or one particular instance and others are more, you know, throughout their career. Correct. Um, and I think that's a really good example of like a instant, but one of the bigger instances, but also too, Nash has been, you know, known for talking shit. And I think that's also a borderline of what's being a crybaby, what's talking shit. You know, some, some of that is just, you know, difference of opinion. But I think that in particular is a great example of someone, you know, that definitely you can, you can perceive that to be a crybaby moment. We got to be completists here. We got, we got to give examples of all types when we put the, yes. again, it's not about the top six. It's about just giving you the listener a yes. damn good list. Good list. All right. So for my number two, I'm going to go with, uh, I would say a more holistic crybaby. Someone who's uh, created, you know, truly almost an empire of being a crybaby with podcasting, uh, you know, lots of different interviews. Um, I'm going to go with the big guy himself, Ryback. Um, Someone who just won't shut the fuck up about all the things that should have, could have, would have, should have. And uh, again, I, you know been more infamous for the years outside of wrestling going on the internet talking about you know all, all the things that again could should have would have but you know is not and uh, you know i think has now have more fans have a disdain for him now than did when he was actually wrestling it's gonna be really funny i agree with you first of all Put, putting him on the list is entirely appropriate i i have a soft spot for ryback I think that's fair. He's kind of like a totally character fair. to me. Like he's almost like a, a teddy bear of, of wrestling. Here's the other thing I'll say about Ryback. They just came to, I've never given this any thought until you brought him up. Picture Ryback initially becoming Ryback in the WWE performance center at NXT 2.0. There's a pretty good chance you'd have all 450 people there chanting, feed me more like crazy. Like he actually like, Again, when, when L.A. Knight first showed up in, in NXT, they hated that guy. They absolutely hated him. He did not fit whatsoever. Now in NXT, they don't chant what? They chant yeah during promos, in, like, like, in, which means eventually they'll do it on TV as well. Like Someday people will not be complaining about what chants. They'll be complaining about yeah chants. Like, yeah. That's just what the audience does. Yeah. And and I I think Ryback could have been a major star in NXT before he made his way to the main roster. Now he had his run and he had all these different characters, or whatever. But yeah, but in terms of things he's actually said and done, I mean, what didn't the last thing he said he was getting calls from Stanford and there were Linda McMahon's phone number or whatever? Like the guy is definitely lives in his own world, yeah. which is yeah. common, unfortunately, to this world of pro wrestling. So here's the thing. I got one more spot where I can add to the you list. Do. You have not taken anyone from the list that I have that I have prepared for this. So now I am in the inenviable position of deciding which person of the four entities I have in this list. Uh, and this is this is where it's going to sound so bad. All of whom are currently employed by All Elite Wrestling. And I did not do that on purpose. 
but not all of whom started there. And it's very difficult. Now we always get to share our honorable mentions so we can share them before. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's the most Greg DeMarco one ever? And what's the least Greg DeMarco one ever? And then where do we fall in between? So I am going to go. And I thought you might be going with this person when you talked about podcasting and any entity they have where they can complain about things that, that they just complain and whine all the time. And there's a reason why I can't listen to Jim Ross's podcast. It's always about the ideas he had that were never used and the things that were misunderstood. And, and, and had they just done this, things would have been so much better. And it's despite the fact that he's one of the most beloved figures in the history of pro wrestling, he still feels the need to defend every little thing he's ever done and mm-hmm. complain about, you know, they moved me from Raw to SmackDown and I didn't know. And, and even though no one in the draft knew where they were going yeah, I'm Jim Ross, I should have known. And so I am going to put good old Jr. Sorry for all your childhoods, Jim Ross on our list of wrestling babies. Yeah. It, it reminds me of someone that I have on my honorable mention list. And I think again, perception, I, I think, you know, what you define as a cry baby um, yeah. is very interesting. So I'm, I, I will, kind of resort back to that when we get into the honorable mentions but i i am taking this in a very literal sense so i'm thinking about like the biggest crybabies one of the biggest ones that come to mind is 90 Shawn michaels i mean they literally we talk about documentaries built around people like the ultimate warrior there has been story after story after story built around you know, and I and I will put it in that time frame, ninety Shawn Michaels, where he was noted as one of the biggest crybabies um, in, of course, the entire WWF, but you can almost argue in wrestling for every single booking decision surrounding him, not even necessarily involving him, but surrounding people like the Click, and how kind of he had almost Vince McMahon kind of wrapped around his finger and how that ended up rubbing so many people the wrong way. And, you know, of course that's not the Shawn Michaels we know now, but the lore of nighty Shawn Michaels and just the fits, you know, and every aspect of him, you know, whether it was avoiding certain matches uh, to starting drama um, to kind of the, the power struggle that he created that ultimately impacted some people's decision to leave Vince's decision to keep people. I mean, it's hard to deny that the impact that his crybabiness had in the nineties, uh, to the entire company. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think it, it's definitely a name that can and, and, and should be on this list. So, so we have our six. So now before we go to commercial, let's talk about some honorable mentions who, who you had prepared but didn't quite make their way. Yeah, I yeah. had someone – and again, it's perception. But you talk about you know people who have podcasts about booking decisions, about what could have worked, who didn't know what. Um, and I think this person is now kind of leaning into it. People are always expecting to hear what he has to say True. and kind of his reaction – uh, but for me, someone that I still deem as a crybaby is Jim Cornette. Uh, 
Um, I think that, yes, it is his persona to get upset, to be very opinionated. Um, but I think I'm just in that, that population that think he's stuck in a time frame of wrestling that has evolved far right. beyond it. But I also believe it's just now he understands his gimmick. People want to hear Jim Cornette freak out and talk mad shit about modern wrestling and people love it. But I kind of perceive it as being a crybaby um, about, you know, all the things about wrestling that he doesn't understand or doesn't like. And to me, it's almost an analogy of, you know, wrestling is entertainment and entertainment comes in different forms, different genres. So the formula that you create a comedy is not going to work for a drama or an action movie formula is not going to work you know, for, um, you know, uh, uh, a, you know, sci-fi film or something to that equivalent, you know? And so I, I just think all the time that Cornette spends just complaining about wrestling is just excessive. But again, it's his thing, he also, I, yeah. yeah, it's his thing. So I also get that it is part of his understandable gimmick, but I perceive it to be crybaby. It's funny because the whole time before you said his name, in my head, I was like, she could be also describing Vince Russo right now. So I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> that, that, that too. I honestly don't pay enough attention to, to Vince Russo as much. Like, at least, and maybe Vince Russo too. I actually was watching um, Dark Side of the Ring last week, the Bass, Bash at the Beach 2000 episode. Um, I just, I, I listen or hear more about Cornette, honestly, more than I hear about Vince Russo. But you could absolutely put Vince Russo in that category as, as well. Like, I don't know if Russo still has you know. a podcast or any of that, but I thought that you put 90 Sean Michaels on your list, which made me wonder, did you also have Bret Hart as a potential member of I your know. list? <laughs> I, he is I one thought too. about it. I molded over, but to me, and I guess it's also more situational. So kind of to your analogy with, with um, Kevin Nash, Yes, right. Brett has been very vocal about very certain situations, but I think he has some grounds on those situations because they were all pretty shitty situations. Um, granted, he probably mulled over them and lingered on them longer than some people would have. But, you know, some of the biggest things that he talked about was like the screw job. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. You know, the, the, know his, uh, you know, uh, injury to Goldberg. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. You know, like there's things about that's hard for me to argue. Be like, no, that's kind of fucked up. Like I kind of agree with him. So that's why I couldn't put him on the list. We don't have to get into the screw job, but you know, he knew about it. But it still was necessary and he still probably hated it. So don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um I had I, I said that I had uh, some other additions from AEW. I mean, I wouldn't be me if Tony Khan wasn't potential. I, I was one. That's I knew the, the other person you were mulling over was, was Tony there. Khan. I, um, I also had the young bucks. So the other side of the CM Punk thing, like, like they are, I mean, how many times have these guys deactivated their Twitter, brought it back, but I, did this, like I, they're know, babies. It's hard. Like CM Punk, I think his over the top has overshadowed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I think I could see why, like everything above the, maybe their crybabiness is a lot more under the radar. Um, you know, a little, you know, however, I mean, you they're, they're just it. they're. in my opinion, they're mediocre at everything, including being crybabies. Like 
they're not even good at that. Like they're the me- they're the best mediocre tag team in the world. Um, they're also mediocre crybabies because they don't have any spine. The other one I had, which might be surprising to some people, because he did very well with it and he drove it home. But you can't forget that this whole thing with MJF started because he was whining and crying about how much money he made, mm-hmm. even though he knowingly signed a contract as a as a newbie in AEW and just happened to take off. And athletes do it all the time, especially NFL running backs. Like it always happens. And you know, we don't know the terms of whatever he has going on in AEW now. It's never been released. But this whole thing started when MGF was a was a giant crybaby. So he was another the, option for my list. Is another one. The one I did forget, and I had him kind of almost on the right back level, but ended up not. You know, I always have to give love for Impact, um, and also kind of an OG um, or one of the more notorious kind of modern day crybabies was Austin Aries. Yeah. Um, that kind of forgot about that, right? But I, I had him on my list, but I ended up subbing him in for, for Ryback. I think just more, some of it maybe is more of a recency bias for me. Right. Uh, but I, I, that was someone that I know just had this notorious, you know, reputation. And of course, literally went through multiple companies with that. And, um, you know, I, I, there's some lore to it as, as well, but I ended up switching Ryback. Uh, instead of Austin Aries. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, it's, it's so hard to like people in wrestling. Cause like, it's not cool to like Austin Aries, but before he became that crybaby dude was good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I still remember you know, I... 2011, whatever year it was in bound for glory was here in Phoenix. Like they were worried that no one knew who Austin Aries was. And he was their world champion at the time. He was defending against Jeff Hardy. So they sent him out here right before the pay-per-view went live to cut a promo on the crowd. And he went out there and stood on the stage and cut this scathing promo. And they did not know their audience because the audience ate the whole thing up and they loved it. And come time he was wrestling Jeff Hardy in the main event, there were people chanting the name Austin Aries. During that main event where Jeff Hardy was sent out to, to be the triumphant babyface and overcome Austin Aries and win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And, and so I always loved Austin Aries. But yes, he turned into that uh, very much yes. so. Yes. And I think uh, maybe it was a lack of patience. Like, I don't know. But I also understand, like, sometimes you could do all the right things and still not get the recognition and opportunities that you think you deserve. Maybe sometimes if you just, you know, have more patience. We've seen it a bit. Too. I mean, LA Knight's on this cusp where he's vocal, but I think he's also been patient, you know, with he's also the, known to have process. an attitude backstage, yes, and that's yes, why it that took this too. long. But um, he's there now. So Yes. Um and and I think maybe if Austin Aries would have had just a little bit more time or just went about things a little differently, it would be a different story. But also, you know, it's hard. Someone of his size in, in WWE, like is it's an uphill battle. So I, it I is. under and he I, went and he I didn't get really get because of 205 Live, he kind of he didn't spend a ton of time in NXT when he was there. And, and he definitely could have had a good run in NXT. You know who you made me think of? A guy who started an entire company because of his whining and complaining. And that's EC3. Like mm. he started this whole control your narrative company, which is basically over whining and complaining. So another baby. Go. Huge ass baby that I, you know, 
super. I'm not going to call him a baby to his face. So, you know. Well, was he one of the ones that, that, that wrestled for that company that you were ringing out for for a while that was just a giant show? Uh, no, no. Never I doesn't, doesn't he strike you as a name who would have worked for, for yeah. Cactus League Wrestling? Uh, it sounded like it could. I think at May Point there was talks, but it did not happen. Okay. Uh, I did announce for him once in Vegas for another company, okay. um, and I was in the ring with him. Uh, I was stalling, and I had to tell a joke, which was landed terrible. Um, he comes out for his match. He, he looks at me and says, that was a terrible joke. And I was just like, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> Maybe you should have uh, showed up on time. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, the one thing is I, you know, if it's not on the note cards, I'm not going to read it. So I can't, I couldn't pull a joke out of my ass, uh, to save me now, at that moment. To be fair, you are not a have to read word for word from the note card ring announcer either. Like that is not, that is also yeah. true, but my, my memory is that of a squirrel sometimes. So yes, if I yes, don't yes. have, a, I don't have it in front you of me. You do need to have the I major not, things in front of you. Yes. I may not. Yes. I may not. I, ha- I have not experience a, with the ring announcer who needed to have every word on the note card. And what well, I'm also, I just don't that. know a lot of jokes offhand. I don't, I'm, I'm not, it's not one of my skill sets. That's where That's you have to like it. ask somebody in the audience, like, Hey, where are you from? Yeah. Where you, I know. See, I'm not stand up. I'm not improv. I'm not. And then I'm they're just going to say Las Vegas because of where you are and be like, really? That's the last thing I would have guessed. And then you got some people laughing at least. Yeah. So. And then you're like, and then you could turn around and be like, God damn it. Would somebody play EC3's music? Yes, please. For the love of God. Uh, but uh, yes. So that's my, my sideway EC3 story. Um, but All right. anyways, we now have our list. So we are going to be taking a quick commercial break and then we are going to be back with the second half of the show where we're going to be ranking our six crybabies. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com You just made the list! Right, we are back with the second half of our show. In the first half, Greg and I, well, we laid out the foundation for our list of the biggest crybabies in pro wrestling. We each gave three, just not as like top three, just three wrestlers that we have deemed to be the biggest crybabies and now we are going to be ranking them. So Greg, can you remind all of us of the six wrestlers yes. we have listed? So we have CM Punk, The Ultimate Warrior, Kevin Nash, Ryback or The Ryback as he was called for a while there, Jim Ross and and with a caveat 1990s Shawn Michaels. Those are the people that we will now put in order on the list of wrestling babies. Yes. And you get to go first. I get to go first. Okay. So I will start off with number six. No, no, no. You put number one. Oh, number one. So I don't go for back. No, because then it's not like, then then whoever comes in number six, we were building the drama to it. That makes sense. But like, we would have to do that off air and then reveal it. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
So I just go, I just say number one right now. You put number one and I go number two and then we got to. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 So I would say truly number one. I mean, it's hard to, and, and with current perspective, CM Punk, like one, like there's, it's, it's, there's interviews. There's just so much there. So much there. I agree. I, I agree with you, and, and I do think CM Punk needs to be number one. At number two, you took one of mine, I'm going to take one of yours. I am going to put 1990 Shawn Michaels all the way up at number two on on the list of wrestling babies. Yes. Uh, yeah, of lore. Uh, <laughs> again, so 1990s Shawn Michaels walk so CM Punk could run. Um, yes. All right. For number three, I got to put the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I just think again of, of the lore, of the the stories, of the historical context. You know, people. When you think of crybabies, you do think of Ultimate Warrior. Took his ball, went home. I mean, that's that's part of being on the list. At number four, I am going to go, and, and maybe there's some bias because I tried to listen to his podcast for a while and just got so tired of hearing him complain all the time. So I'm going to put Jim Ross at number four. Yes. I am going to put at number five, this may come to a surprise to you, but I'm going to put Kevin Nash. Um, I think that there's, again, perception, you know, of what is considered to be crybaby. I think to me, there's a lot more instances of Kevin Nash kind of complaining about stories and things like that. Um, and not just in the one instance you mentioned, but just in general, um, I perceive it to be more crybaby than to be, you know, than than to say voicing an opinion. But it's that's like, just it's me. like quality so, over quantity at this point. Like correct, Ryback correct. probably wins out in terms of quantity, but Kevin Nash's quality of whining and complaining is higher. So, it's top. It's top tier. Top tier whining, which leaves me at number six with the Ryback. So there we go. So where's my sound bites? You just made the list. Number one, CM Punk. Number two, 1990, Shawn Michaels. Number three, The Ultimate Warrior. Number four, good old JR, Jim Ross. Number five, Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash. And number six, The Ryback. Congratulations to all of you wrestling babies. You just made the list. (laughs) Crying all the way home. Yes, that's what Miranda was doing on video. On video, yes. Uh, Doing the universal sign for crying because that's what she's going to be dealing with. Stand and deliver. I will be a crybaby come February. <laughs> well, I've already cried. I've, there's been a lot of crying already. I'm sure. Uh, in just the first few months, uh, just more of just the the miserable feeling, uh, emotions, all of that. Right. It will continue, but February will be the true the true crying moment. So, uh, but all yeah. sorts of cry, good, bad. Of There's going to be tears of like, yes. Oh my God, this kid's hurt or, Oh my God, I can't believe you just said my name. Like there's going to be all kinds yes. of 
all moments. Good stuff. So I just think it's a fun way to celebrate such big news of my pregnancy. I'm so glad to finally be able to share that with all of you here on the hashtag Miranda show. So, uh, Please feel free to reach out to me on social media, especially if you have any parenting tips. I would appreciate it because I have no idea what I'm doing um, and won't for quite some time. So I, I think uh, I told you this already, but and, and maybe I just want to give it publicly to see if people try to denounce it. But my my biggest parenting tip that I ever give any soon to be parents, and it's always the same. And some listen and they always tell me they're glad they listen and others don't. And they always tell me they should have listened. So I will share it with you. And it's a difficult one. Don't get me wrong. It's a very, very tough one. Do not let Dave. That's what I'm calling Dave. Him. It's me, Dave. This kid will be Dave until February comes along. Just because that's how right. Do not allow Dave to sleep in the bed with you. Whatever you do, you can put the bassinet next to the bed. You mm-hmm. can. Now, we had this little electronic one that moved back and forth. And literally both of our children slept in this thing next to the bed. Do not put them in the bed because you will never get them out of get the them bed. Out. And there, there were true. nights where I would come to bed and there was literally a kid on either side of the bed on the floor with blankets and pillows, but cause they had whatever nightmare, who knows what, but they were never, ever. I think, I think we had once had a kid in our bed during the day cause they were sick, but like, that's it. Like it, it's just, just in the room is fine. I get that, that need, whatever. But like, if you start with it being near the bed and not in the bed, it will be normal and it will be easy. And so if I can give anybody, any parenting advice, it would be that one and try, tried and true. It's been, been proven by many a person who have either chosen to follow that or chosen not to follow that. I think it's actually yeah. been confirmed more by the people who chose not to follow it. Yes. Who like four years later and now they're like, God, okay, he's always wants to look my bed. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, because they grew up they, like, but they, mm-hmm. they, they, they woke up one day and they were in your bed and they didn't even know what the world was. So yeah, of course they want to sleep in your bed. It's come first. So yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm so ready for all my controversial hot topics of people telling me things to do and not to do. Um, it'd be great. You absolutely will. And and everything else is there's a whole lot. But that's also very solid sound advice. So I think that's a good. I'm never going to be the person who tells somebody whether or not to breastfeed or what to do with this or what drugs to take when you're delivering. No, I'm not going to do. I'm not that person. Um, you, you know, I'm 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 pro-choice and pro-consequence in all areas of life and always will be but so i'm never gonna have an opinion on those things but damn it don't let the kid sleep in the bed with you that's it put it on a shirt right next to stand and deliver stand and deliver because i'll tell you what you let that kid sleep in the bed with you and when it comes time that you no longer want that kid to sleep in the bed with you you are in for a fight of war games War games! War games! And if you don't want five on five and two steel cage and cage rings, don't have the kids sleep in the bed with you. Well, if you have any other parenting advice for me, go ahead and follow me and reach out to me on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. You can reach out to Greg, though, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GregDeMarco44. Of course, I mean, you could talk about parenting advice or 
anything else really with us on social media. Don't forget to, to follow the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And IDW impact zone wrestling at IDW wrestling AZ on social media. This Saturday, the King of Arizona tournament is happening in Tempe. Get your tickets at IZWTIX.com. Again, a new venue, new configuration, so tickets are limited. Make sure to get your tickets right away so you don't miss out on crowning a new King of Arizona. We are also going to see the IZW World Heavyweight Championship and the IZW World Women's Championship defended in matches, as well as a six-man showcase and much, much more this Saturday, August 26th in Tempe. Make sure to get your tickets at IZWTIX.com. And, of course, we'll get your IZW and ChairShot t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and well make sure that you support all the podcasts on the chair shot radio network such as the hashtag miranda show which you can find on the chairshot.com the chairshot.com always use your head you're damn right that does it for all my plugs that does it for the chairshot.com always use your head that does it for this show unless you have something to add i i don't no i'm good so that means you always have something to add you just made the list Ah, uh, i feel i feel fulfilled i feel satisfied so good yeah this is my yard now so what's going to happen when when you think you control the house and that kid gets to be like three and then it's going to look at you one day and be like mom this is my yard now and you're going to be like, eh, you're probably right. Yeah. Dom has said he cannot wait to use the line, I brought you into this world, I can take you out of it. Um, so, I think that'll get you arrested these days. I don't know. You know. Everybody's going I, soft. I, yeah, that's, that's uh, how the context. Dave, it's you know, me, who, Dave. Who <laughs> hears it, all of that, you know. You know, was something really said? Who knows? Uh, but I could see him, you know, he's just so excited to be. I, no, no, no. I to, said, I brought you into this world. I can take you out for ice cream. That's what I yes, said. Of course. You I just said. didn't hear that last part. Yes. Because you were being yes. bad. So, so you um, child. Shut your dumb mouth. And here's some ice cream. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I hope to see all of you this Saturday for IZW King of Arizona. Derma. I will be there. Very excited to be back in an IZW ring. Uh, so it's going to be an amazing night. It's going to be great to be back with the IZW family all together under one roof. So see you this Saturday for Greg DeMarco. I am Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. You just made the list! Acknowledge me. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.